Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode, we're going to tackle the lovely subject of terminology because there's so many important terms in BDSM, and you will hear the two of us using a lot of them. And we wanted to make sure that you understood what we were talking about. A glossary, if you will. Yes, and because it's me, it's alphabetical. Of course it is. Of course it is, because I can't do it any other way. The amount of BDSM terms and labels that we hear in every aspect of this lifestyle can be incredibly overwhelming. There's so many. It, there's a lot. Is there a particular one that confused you when you first started? There was definitely one that I didn't have a full understanding of, and that is the concept of littles. Me too! Really? Which is really weird because... (laughs) When I first joined the kink scene, my scene name was Little Rara. And I actually chose that initially because of my size. I am technically little, physically little. But everybody made the assumption that I chose it because I was a little. And that was the last thing I wanted to be. I didn't understand it. I had a vision in my head of exactly what a little was. And it kind of eked me out, to be honest with you. I mean, I've got opinions on a lot of these things. And some of them still eke me out. Uh, You know, and it's something that I try to work on hard because some of them really shouldn't but they still do and here's the reality at least is how i look at it there will be some that will always eke you out blood play is always going to eke you out i can't just nope nope Mm -mm. but the trick is accepting that it ekes you out and not judging the people who are into it oh i'm not judging i'm just i can't do it myself then you shouldn't so, for example, um, the adult baby is the one who dresses up and or role plays the part of a baby, a toddler. This may include wearing a diaper. This may include nursing or bottle feeding, anything baby-like. I personally will not participate in that kind of scene. It's just not my thing. Well, your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. There's also aftercare, which is a very important part of a BDSM scene. It's one of the most important ones. Yes. It happens, obviously, after the scene is over. Hence the term aftercare. And it's when the dominant or top helps the submissive or bottom come down from the high of the scene. And there's so many different aspects of aftercare. It could be going someplace away from all the noise and the tumult and being wrapped up in blankets and eating mm-hmm. chocolate or holding your chocolate duffies. But aftercare is really sort of such a huge concept that we will be covering it more in depth in later episodes. It's also incredibly individual. Yes. For me personally, it's my face has to be up against my partner's skin, preferably chest or belly. I have a thing for the belly, but I want my face, some part of me, my skin touching the other person's skin. That's incredibly important. And again, because you and I are complete opposites, 
For me, aftercare is give me my stuffy, give me a bottle of water and step back because I am usually so incredibly hyperactive after a scene that I'm bouncing off walls and the last thing I can do is sit still and cuddle with somebody. Oh man, I'm ready to die after a scene and I'm like, please cuddle me. <laughs> so the other one um, next in our list would be age play which does kind of go with the adult baby concept but for me so age play in general is a lot of i you can sort of call it role playing i guess but for a lot of people who do it it's not it's a part of their personality um one person usually the submissive dresses or acts in a younger age and this can range from like we discussed an adult baby from infant to more child type behavior like an I'm not going to say like an older child, that's a different one, but you know, between around maybe eight. Right. And let's make one thing crystal clear to anybody. Listen, this has absolutely nothing to do with pedophilism or incest. It just doesn't. So it also doesn't mean that anybody who does age play has daddy issues. I don't. No, so wanted to make sure that people understand that clearly. And that's a very, very important concept that a lot of people don't get. That's the part that I had trouble with. Right. Because I actually did think it was, this person is replacing a father figure or a mother figure. That's, ew, I don't like it. And then it turns out I am one, so... (laughs) Whoops. Surprise! (laughs) Next on our list is animal play. You will hear this referred to a lot as pet play. You've got people who view themselves as a cat, kitty, or a puppy. Some people are into it being pony play, where the sub behaves or dresses like an animal. And sometimes they'll dress up and they'll be wearing a collar, a leash. Um, They have clothes you can get that turns their hands into paws. They might be drinking out of a doggy bowl. Does this mean that furries would be in that category? I don't know enough about either to say for sure that they are related. Furries are people who go around and dress up as animals. And they identify as those animals. Then yes, I guess that would be very much in that category. I guess it depends on the person if they want to be a considered pet. I, I know we have one person in our friend group who identifies as a wolf pup. Yes. And she considers that pet play, but she is also a furry. Interesting. So she considers them separate? I'm not entirely sure. That's something I'd have to actually ask her. Okay. That's interesting. I never even thought of that. I do know that one of the first times I met her, I at a little party, she was wearing her ears, and I put pepperoni and goldfish in a bowl, and I told her to eat it off the floor. Then I put it on the floor, and she I, was I having... I bet she did. Oh, she had a ball. I bet. She loved it. Right. Next is one of your favorites. Uh, Yeah. So oralism is a fetish consisting of sexual arousal with an auditory component that I I have that. That's that's a fetish for me. Yes. You and accents. Oh, gosh. Give me a Scottish accent any day and I'll probably just be like, okay. (laughs) You hear that, Jamie from Outlander? If you're listening, please, please. (laughs) I love you. Next up is one of my all-time favorites, and that is beating. And that is when, basically, the top or dom uses an implement 
to hit the submissive or bottom. Which is pretty easy to do for you. I can just grab a spoon and be like, rah, rah. Yeah, I'm not pretty particular about what you hit me with. Just, <laughs> just, just hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are we dating ourselves with that one a little bit? I'm sure we are. <laughs> oh. um, so we also have bladder and bowel control, um, which is an interesting one. It requires, uh, usually, again, the submissive to ask permission before using the toilet. And you can train the submissive to be able to eliminate in the dominance presence. Again, probably not something I'd be that comfortable with. But since my dominant is actually my husband, you know, if he's, if you got to go, you got to go. Exactly. Uh, next up is blood play. Another one of your personal favorites. You know, I love that. And it's the drawing of blood during a scene. There's so much more involved in it, but we'll cover that in our next episode where we'll go further in depth into different kinds of scenes. And believe me, she has so much to say about could, blood play. I could talk about blood play all day. <laughs> uh, body modification is another one. This is changes to the body, and a lot of times they can be permanent. They can also not be permanent, um, but most of the time when we refer to body mod, it is permanent. Um, and this can be tattoos, piercings, scarring, brands, hair removal, augmentation of some kind. Right. Carving is also yeah. one thing that some people like to do. Uh, next, we have bondage, which is any act involving the physical restraint of a partner. Bondage can be a total body restraint or just restraining one particular part. It could be using rope. It could be using handcuffs. It could be using chains. It I could used be using silk scarves for a while. Silk scarves. Saran wrap is also a fun Ooh, one, too. I haven't done that. Oh, it's on my to-do list, but okay. not something I actually haven't done yet. Really? I know. There are a few things. Some of them <laughs> I haven't done yet because I don't want to. <laughs> but this one I do. I think actually I'd like to try that too. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Okay. Uh, so boot worship is another one to show respect for the dominance footwear can be done by kissing licking sucking polishing taking care of the shoe does it have to be a boot i don't think it really does but because it's old-fashioned bdsm to have boots as part of a dom's outfit because we have a friend who has a beautiful fetish footwear collection, but they're not all boots. And I'm sure that if somebody wanted to clean her shoes, she'd be all over that. Absolutely. She would definitely allow that. <laughs> now there's boot worship, but then there's also boot blacking, which is a very specific fetish about people who have been trained on how to polish and spit shine a pair of boots. And spit shine? Yes. Doesn't that, isn't that just licking? Or do you like... <laughs> on the boots. Sometimes when you will go to events, like when we've gone to Winter Fire, they will have a whole setup of boot blacking because there are submissives who have that as a fetish and the doms come by with their boots and drop them off and the submissives clean those boots. Okay, Probably see, just as good as those in the army do. Now that I would probably take advantage of. 
I'm starting to think about that. I want that's a, that's a cool one. Bratting. <laughs> However, did we pick you to discuss oh, bratting? Bratting. I don't know. I don't brat all the time. Okay, define all the time. Twenty four hours a day. <laughs> well, you sleep Seven for some of the days day. a week. You sleep yeah. for some of it. I, I, I'm a good girl. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm a brat. <laughs> I'm the good girl. No, you're not. I have good girl tattooed on my hip. I am a good girl. It says Just so. because you're labeled that way doesn't mean I you are. I am literally labeled good girl. <laughs> so if you haven't guessed, being bratty is being purposefully disrespectful, mildly disobedient. It can be enjoyed by dominance. It's also, uh, it can be a great annoyance to dominance. So you just, you kind of have to be really careful with who you brat to. Some doms love it and they actually seek out brats and will term themselves brat tamers. Some doms hate it. I'm kind of in the middle of that. One of my most favorite scenes I ever did was with the gentleman who decided to be a total brat with me as he was bottoming to me. He decided that because I'm small and a woman and all my toys are pink, because, you know, pink. Because pink. That how much pain could I possibly cause him? And he was such a brat during our scene, which was funny because then it brought out my bratty side, which doesn't come out very often, but it did for him. And by the end of the scene, my brat won. And oh, good for you. <laughs> he was filled with bruises. And remorse. And remorse. <laughs> and he promised me he would never doubt my ability to cause him pain again. You know, I had a bratty bottom once, and that brought out my sadistic side pretty bad. And again, I won. That's the goal, right? It is. Next up is breath control or breath play. There are a lot of things that can fall under this, but it's basically an act by which the dominant is controlling the submissive's breathing. This could be by choking their hand over the mouth or other forms of asphyxiation. I'm gonna tell you folks right now, this can be extremely dangerous. So please don't try it unless you have experience or have gone to classes about it. It is truly one of the more edgy or dangerous Absolutely. forms of playing. I think one of the only people that does it in our circle is medically trained. Yes. So I don't know that anybody else really does it in our circle except for that one person. But even he was, then... He was a military medic, so he really has yeah, experience. Yeah, it's very, very well trained. So another one is breeding. And that one can be usually um, unprotected sex can also refer to a breeding fantasy where the female will role play being impregnated carrying the baby i play with this one actually a lot yes you do i personally do not have this fetish but your daddy does but my daddy does so i will use this until you know, I don't even know when I would stop doing that. Probably never. He loves it. He goes absolutely bananas. Interesting. Very stiff banana. <laughs> <laughs> like instantaneously. <laughs> Sorry. Robert's never eating a banana again. <laughs> or maybe I'll just start eating more. We don't know. <laughs> Ooh, but 
stuff time. <laughs> Great intro. Just best transition ever. Hey, we're talking about bananas. Butt stuff. <laughs> well, butt stuff is fun. And butt stuff is always fun. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so are bananas. I don't know where you were going with that. I just like butt stuff. I know. Okay, butt plugs. Butt plugs, much like a dildo, but only shaped slightly different. They ha- usually have a flared base to prevent it from falling out. <laughs> and as I've done my research, an important tip, a valuable tip. If you are wearing a metal butt plug, do not go through airport security with it in. Please tell me that's a story you've got that you can tell us about on a future episode. I have a story, but I wasn't wearing the butt plug, but I did have it in my purse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Because I did research before. Oh, so, so you learned not to I wear the lo- butt plug. See, fat life can be very educational. Yes, I learned do not put the metal butt plug in before you go through security. Just after. Yes, after you go through security, go off to the bathroom, do what you need to do to put the butt plug in, and carry on your merry way. Huh. I really hope that wasn't a long flight. It was five hours. Oh, goody. Next up is chemical play. Now, this does not mean a whole science experiment chemistry-wise. It means using different chemicals to produce sensations. So wintergreen oil, Tabasco sauce, ginger is a big one, peppermint, rubbing alcohol, toothpaste. Bet you toothpaste? Didn't. Toothpaste on the lady parts <laughs> can be fun. Ouch. It's not ouchy. It's not ouchy? It's not ouchy. I'm going to take your word that that's not it's ouchy. not ouchy. You put it on and then blow on it. Um, I'm, I'm, hmm. You'll try it and let us know. Yeah. Again, word of caution, make sure you are testing these on less sensitive tissues first. Do not go straight to putting toothpaste on your labia. Make sure you try it someplace else. Like nipples? Nipples first. Oh, okay. Oh, I do know that it's some of those, like, you know, the slumber parties things where you get, you go and you have a party with only the ladies. And, yes. you know, they have those little creams that you can go and put on and you get like a little buzz for yes. the rest of the, oh, is that like that Kind one? of that, yeah. Oh, cool. I've tried that. That's fun. There you go. Next, we have cisgender, which is any person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with the sex that they were born with. So, for example, I identify as female. I was born female. Done. Exactly. That That one took me a while to fully grasp and understand. Really? Yes. I had, to, I had to Google it. It's a somewhat newer concept. Yes. I had to Google it. Oh, I get it now. Cock ring. That's it's, a fun one. It's a device that you put around the penis that helps the penis stay hard for longer. The banana? The banana. Put it around the banana. Well, I don't think you should put it around the banana. It might squish the banana. But that's a really fun way to eat it. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta remind Alexa, add bananas to my shopping list. (laughs) I think we might have some. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna end up with a fruit salad by the end of the episode. Yummy, (laughs) yummy. Collar. A very important symbol in our world. It's it represents that a sub or a slave is owned by a dominant or you know their partner. It's some a lot of times it's an actual collar, right? Like a choker kind of looking yes. thing. Um, but it can be anything. Right. I know one person in our circle has an anklet. I gave my submissive an anklet. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. 
And I personally just wear a necklace. When I was collared, I had a necklace that I could wear every day. And then I had a thick leather collar that I wore when we would be out at kink events that would signify I was owned. I'm going to guess it was pink. Actually, it was purple because it was... What? Well, it was from Voldemort and his, his favorite color was purple. So he purchased it. Yeah, that makes sense. So the term collared would be a part of collared, collaring. There's all kinds of terminology that goes with this under that umbrella. And being collared is the state of the submissive who is the partner of the owner. And it's usually long-term, can also be referred to as being owned. So for example, like I said, I currently wear a collar. I am collared. Correct. And some people use a plate collar not to signify ownership 24-7, but they'll use a play collar at an event to signify at that event this person is taken care of and mm -hmm. being watched over. Because for some people, putting on the play collar helps them transition from their everyday life into their submissive mindset. So you can have a regular collar, you can have a play collar, you can have a scene collar? Correct. All of the above. The other thing we need to talk about is consent. Oh yeah, we definitely need to talk about consent. That's probably going to be a whole episode by itself, gonna be honest. Uh, consent is the basis of the kink world, of BDSM. It's the mutual agreement to the terms of the scene or the entire relationship. Right, nothing ever should happen without consent. Ever. Ever. Unless, unless we have consensual non-consent or CNC. Now, that sounds like you've got people who are doing things without consent, but actually what it is, it's a mutual agreement that was done beforehand between the two parties where they have set up with defined limits or maybe subject to a safe word or some other restrictions and of course to common sense that the submissive has consented to activities beforehand and doesn't really know details. So the dom could have full permission to do an impact scene without having to prepare beforehand of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the submissive can't say no. They can read out. They can read out. And again, this type of play is usually reserved for people who've been together a long time and know each other really well and have a deep level of trust. Which again, there's always exceptions. I've done it where I didn't actually have that. It's more difficult, but you have to have a lot of negotiation before you get into something like that. A whole lot. Um, under consideration is where the person receiving or having the power is still considering whether or not the lesser powered person is like what their position is going to be in that relationship. Under consideration can be, am I going to own this person? Or is it just a trial thing for now? Is it gonna run its course pretty soon? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes once you've decided that you are going to go further with your relationship, you have what we call a contract, which is a written agreement between the dominant and the submissive. 
It usually outlines the structure, the guidelines, the rules, and the boundaries of the relationship. It doesn't have to be just what the submissive is agreeing to. It can also include what the dominant is agreeing to. So their rules as far as they would make sure to call at their submissive time. at a certain time, such and that. This is not, nor is it ever going to be, a legally binding contract because you can't really agree to be owned from a legal standpoint. Right. And the other thing I would like to point out about this in particular is the submissive has a lot of say in what goes in the contract. It's not the dominant saying, here, this is what's going to happen. Sign it. As it was in a certain book that I have opinions about. <clears throat> what? <laughs> that bugged me. In Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes. Oh, then you are so wrong because... She, they negotiated. There was an entire negotiation scene where she but took things out and added That's where he threw the book out the window because in the beginning he said, "Here, we're not getting into it. Okay. But you're wrong. Okay. I, I have can... my own opinions. <laughs> They're wrong too. <laughs> A cuckold, which is also fun, if you're into that, obviously. I kind of am. Uh, More your thing than mine. Yeah. Hey, I enjoy it. It's, um... There's we've done this, haven't we? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've done a cuckold scene. We have done a cuckold scene. Yeah, we have. That's that's uh, that's our thing. Uh, okay, so it is the as, where the female partner, usually cuckold, is the female partner having sex with other partners. If you go the opposite direction, which is the fetish I have, it's called cuck queen. Right. Where the male partner goes with other uh, partners. That's the one we've done. Yeah, so we've done cut queening. Cut queening. All right, then sometimes you will have heard, if you've been on FetLife, you will see the term crumbs or breadcrumbs. Which really confused me the first time I saw that. That one definitely was a confusing one. I was one. like, are you applauding me by saying crumbs? What is this? I thought I was being insulted. <laughs> really? That what I was writing wasn't worth anything more than crumbs. <laughs> it's not the full bread. You don't get the bread, damn it, just the crumbs. <laughs> just the crumbs. <laughs> but actually, it's it's sort of a Hansel and Gretel thing. It is crumbs, meaning breadcrumbs have been left for other people to follow. So if you write something really amazing, and I leave a comment of crumbs, now anybody who follows me or is my friend on FetLife sees that I made a comment on your writing and, then and they go think click to it. themselves, ah, let me go see what she's written. And goes and reads it. Cupping is another one. It's the suction that's created on the skin with the use of heated cups. You can also have um, cupping like with pumps. Suction cups, yes. Suction cups, yep. I think it started as like a PT thing, right? It started as an ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> that's not a secret anymore. I mean, if you've ever seen Michael Phelps used to get it done before his races and would have those Looks circular like a bunch of marks. dots. Yes. Connect the dots on Michael Phelps back. Yeah. Discipline. Just like it sounds, any activity in which one person is training another person to act or behave in a specified way, either by enforcing rigid codes of conduct or by inflicting punishment. So you've got rewards, which are obviously positive reinforcement. It's kind of like want. training a puppy. It is like training a puppy. Submissive is just being trained the way the dominant wants them to be trained. In the behaviors that the submissive has agreed to. Always, always negotiate. So you've got your rewards, a positive reinforcement. So you which have for your, me would be lucky charms. Your punishment, which is a penalty. So maybe you have to 
go stand in a corner. Corporal punishment, which could be you get spanked. Then I'm sure people have also heard the term punishment. That's your favorite. Punishment is an interesting terminology because it's really not or shouldn't be a part of discipline. Because a punishment is when your bottom sort of acts out in the hopes that they will get the punishment that they want. So if they like spanking, they'll be kind of bratty, playful, so that they get in trouble and can get spanked. It's not really a full punishment. It's just a lighter-hearted form of punishment, and everyone's just having way too much fun. And I don't know how much punishment will really change a behavior. Probably not so much. No. If you like it, you're probably not going to change in order to avoid it. You're going to want it more. Which is why my doms never gave me a punishment that involved hitting me, because I liked it too much. I was once threatened to have to write uh, lines. Oh, lines are the worst. I have done lines. Yeah, but I like doing lines. I like writing. So they told me that they would give me a pen with hardly any ink in it, and I lost it. I behaved. Say this. Right? I behaved so well after that. See, for me, the, the spankings were, were the reward. I don't like spanking, so that would have definitely been a punishment. A dominant... Big topic. ...that we have talked about a lot already is a person who exercises the control in the DS relationship. This can be any gender. Anyone can be referred to as a dominant. Usually we have dom, D-O-M for male, and then you have domina or dom, which is D-O-O, or I'm sorry, no, doom. (laughs) The doom is coming. Well, some doms are doomful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boots striking on the floor. Oh no, it's the doom. (laughs) So D-O-M-M-E can Spelling be is hard. feminine. <laughs> Spelling is always hard. You can also have master, mistress, sir, madam. Uh, this is different from top. A lot of people think that dominant and top are the same. They are not. Nope. They are different. This is sort of one of my personal pet peeves when everybody uses the term dom when they really mean top. A top is specific to a scene. Right. So it's the person giving during a scene. And the bottom is? The person receiving during the scene. There's no submitting. It's just fun. Right. So there's a lot of different kinds of dominant. I have an idea. Let's do an entire episode about dominance. What? I know. Crazy talk. It's a huge topic that's going to take so long. Yes. All right. Well, another big topic that we'll just kind of give the Reader's Digest version is the term drop. And that is when a top or a bottom is feeling bad after they've played in a scene. And the physical reason behind this is the endorphins. When you do a scene, your endorphins go way up, and that's why you're so happy. But then what goes up must come down. And when your endorphins crash, that is when you feel like crap. So My very first drop was horrible. I was high off of this scene for like not like actually high but just the scene itself i had those endorphins the adrenaline for like three straight days it was incredible and then i dropped and i cried for three straight hours and you can drop from so many different things it's because it depends on whatever got your endorphins up so it could be a scene it could be just playtime if you're a little and you've just spent time in your little mode it could be, for me, I've dropped after hosting a munch because oh, yeah. I was just so wired. You do like your munches. I do like my munches. But 
One other important part of this is everybody talks about drop from the sub standpoint. It is important to remember that the top can also drop. I've done that too. They shouldn't feel bad or worry if they drop. The way to handle their drop is the same as the way to handle a sub drop. Tops need aftercare too. Tops need love. All of the love. All of the love. But I'm sure you will hear about drop a lot. We're probably going to refer to it multiple times. A dungeon is next on our lovely alphabetized list. I can't help it. I like things in order. Virgo. Yes, Virgo. (laughs) A dungeon is a room with BDSM equipment and play space. This can be in the dominant's house. It can be in one room. It can take up an entire basement, attic, loft, or you can have them in clubs. Oh gosh, there's so much stuff. If you've got it in a club, it's usually like, we've been to ones that are warehouses. Um, They're huge spaces. I was to one once that was actually converted offices. I don't remember. The first one I ever went to, it had like a loft and some rooms, but mostly I think it was just a warehouse. Yeah, in our area, we are currently down to two public dungeons. We used to have several more. It's, yeah, that's sad. I want more. All right, we have edge play which is one of my personal favorite things and that's any potentially dangerous activities which requires a bit more study and practice and caution before you attempt it obviously anything that's going to involve blood is going to be edge play Mm -hmm. anything with choking is considered edge play rope because of the dangers of choking and not slipping you can really do some damage right permanent damage too so especially with suspension too yes and there's another one that is in that lovely category of edge play which is my all-time personal favorite electric play play. so electric play can use a lot of different uh things mostly though i well i personally use the violet wand and i use the tens unit those are my two big Uh, things that I use. You can also use stun guns, cattle prods. Uh, I've seen people with um, electric fly swatters. Those are... Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Dog collars that are e-collars. That's also part of it. Anything that can be stimulating the person with electricity. Right. But again, I personally use TENS units, which are so much fun, and the Violet Wand, which I, I think I'm up to two suitcases now of different implements to use with the Violet Wand. You like to collect, don't you? I'm a collector. Yeah. You are. Then there is an exhibitionist, which is me. <laughs> I am an exhibitionist. Oh, boy, is she. A person who delights in or obtains some form of gratification from behaving extravagantly in order to attract attention. You? Me? Attracting attention? I know. On purpose? I like an audience. You have so many stories about that. I can think of at least six. I am. And that, again, further stories. But my favorite thing when I am bottoming in a scene is to have an audience and to have audience participation. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking of certain scenes where there was audience participation. And I'm just, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Those are are some stories. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to wait. Uh, Face sitting. Yes. That sounds fun. It is. (laughs) Uh, so one partner sits on the face of the other one or like over the face. <laughs> There's smothering with face sitting, but you know, 
Um, it's basically being eaten out or having a blow. I had a client once who that was his thing. Face sitting? Face sitting. And I had to sit on his face. You can also, um, so you can squat over the person or you can use what's called a queening bench. Yes. Then there's fear play, which is exactly what it sounds like. Using real fear in a safe and controlled manner. A lot of times you will see it in interrogation scenes. You will find it in humiliation scenes. It's a definite kink for people. CNC as well. Yes. It's big in CNC. With uh, rape play. Mm -hmm. I actually did that once with a Wartenberg wheel. Yeah. You made somebody afraid of a Wartenberg wheel? He was already afraid of the Wartenberg wheel. I just used it as part of my fear play with him. You see, you can use anything if the person is afraid of it. <laughs> Feminization is really, really fun. I mean, if the other person is into it. So this usually is a guy, but, you know, you can do it with anybody who doesn't identify as the, you know, frilly pink rah-rah version. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Something I'm sorry. wrong with pink. I mean, our entire podcast is pink. Pink. So, yeah. My world is pink. I know your world is pink. I live in a pink world. Mine is not. Figging, which I'll be honest, I've never tried. It's the act of inserting a prepared finger of ginger root or chili pepper into the anus. I don't think I'm going to try that one. It burns I a bet. lot. I've yeah. read about it, but it is not on my to-do list. Not me. Nope. Now, fire play is something that I've to done. <laughs> to done? <laughs> Ta da! She's to done it. <laughs> that is using flammable liquids to create quick, fleeting instances of flame on the skin of the bottom. And I've done it where we've had people be s'mores. Like cooking Co s'mores we, on we the mar We put marshmallows on sticks and held them over the flame that was coming off of the bottom's body. I thought you were going to say the bottom's bottom, and I was well, like internally it, already laughing. Okay, well, yes, it was the bottom in their back, that whole region. I mean, I could probably hold the marshmallow over the person, but I don't know. I'm a wuss. It's okay. Foot worship. To move on away from the fire that I don't <laughs> like. Want anything to do with. It's um, ritual respect of the dominant's feet. A lot of people have a foot fetish, and this is, uh, foot worship is more... Um, just ritualized version of that yes then we have the gag it's a device or object designed to be placed in the mouth most commonly to prevent a person from speaking or making loud sounds there's also gags that hold a person's mouth open i've been threatened with that a few times believe it or not that is one of my hard limits it's not for me it just depends on the gag because a few of them like actually hurt and I'm not into having my mouth be in that well, level Well, you're not pain. into pain, so. No, yeah. but, you know, sometimes I need to be gagged. <laughs> I just get told to shut up. Then we have the Gorian, which is related to the rituals and practices created within the world of gore in the fantasy adventure novels by John Norman. Gorian culture is based on stereotypical gender roles. It's very rigid. And there's a lot of emphasis on ritual. Have you ever read the books? I have not read the books. I do not know a lot about this particular lifestyle, but I know a lot of people are very much into it. That's a whole different level 
to this. It's it's got its own culture, and there's terminologies specifically for Gorian. And uh, I've only read one of the books. I think it was a while ago. We are up to heteroflexible and homoflexible. I would consider myself heteroflexible. How about you? So am I. That would be a person who identifies primarily as heterosexual, but can occasionally find the same sex appealing or is willing to have contact, sexual contact with the same sex for a scene or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you consent to same sex partner. Right. And homoflexible would be the other end of that where a person is primarily homosexual, but consents to a scene with a person of the opposite sex. Exactly. Hogtie. It's a bondage technique in which one or both ankles are bound to the wrists, usually behind the back. Not the most comfortable tie, but it looks pretty. (laughs) You'll do anything to look pretty. Isn't that what's important? We have humiliation, which I enjoy a lot. And I don't. See, we are so opposite. I don't know how we're such good friends. It's weird. We don't have anything in common. Well, we have Harry Potter in common. That's true. That is kind of how we bonded. Harry Potter and tiaras. And hair braiding. Yeah. Might have had a little moment when we first met. Just a little one. Ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. Sorry. It's okay. So humiliation is when the uh, desired effect is being pleasured or entertained by um, pushing certain limits and either it's embarrassment or some sort of tactic that can uh, render the other one just like blushing, a blushing mess. Yes. All right. Ooh, my favorite, my favorite. Well, one of my favorites, because I have several favorites. You have a lot of favorites. I have a lot of favorites. I don't like to play favorites. Impact play. And that is basically when you are striking the bottom with various objects, including your hand, riding crops, floggers, whips, canes, paddles. Baseball bats. Oh, I have a pretty pink glittery of course bat. you have a pink glittery baseball bat oh, yeah doesn't everybody <laughs> sure i've got one <laughs> not it's invisible oh is that what it is <laughs> well so some of the instruments you're going to hear about you'll see a cane a cane is a thin rod that is used for striking it's usually made of hardwood bamboo or acrylic and it leaves nice long marks on the buttocks or thighs depending upon where you hit and it is falls under the category stingy a crop is also falls under the category of stingy and that basically a riding crop is what is used but you can get them i have cute ones with like a handprint that one makes a really nice smacky sound it does make a great smacky sound you've got whips like a dragon's tail or a single tail those are also stingy One of my favorites, the evil stick. I thought you didn't like to play favorites. Oh, yeah. Sorry, all my other implements that I have. (laughs) There's the evil stick, which is you sort of bend it all the way back and snap it. And it hurts. And that's why people call it an evil stick. But it leaves a great mark. I bet it does. Then the flogger, which was the first one I ever bottomed for. And that is got multiple lashes attached to it and it could be anything soft to stingy you've got your what's called an otk an over the knee spanking and then slappers and anything else you can think of to hit with including your hands for punching or i like the ones that make the noise noises are fun i like the slappers i think the best slappers make great noises which leads us to informed consent 
the principle of this one is in order for consent to be genuine, the consenter must know all the information about the object of consent. So for example, with Ra Ra's cane, or what was the one that you said? Oh, it's one of my favorites. Was it the cane or the crop? It was, um, it was uh, uh, the evil stick. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for example, if she didn't know, if I didn't tell her that what marks the evil stick left on her and she was specifically like i don't like marks i don't she doesn't but for example if i don't like marks i can't use the evil stick on her without her informed consent on that specific object right and this includes you can't have people capable of consenting if they're not able to consent to every aspect of right so the scene. no alcohol no drugs they have to be coherent Mm-hmm. Oh, another favorite of mine. I think everything you talk about is your favorite. Okay, so I like a lot of things. <laughs> Japanese bondage, which you will often re hear referred to as shibari. And that is a rope style of bondage in which the emphasis is on, ready? On being pretty. <laughs> I am so surprised that you don't have pink sparkly rope. Wait, um, do you? There is pink rope. But, but does it have sparkles? No. Does it like light up when you die? <laughs> no, because rope comes in different kinds of materials. And I personally like to do rope suspension. So those have to be very specific materials that are weight rated and can hold me up so I don't crash. Crashing would be bad. Crashing is very bad. So they're usually, shibari is probably the ones that you've seen all the pictures of with the lady hanging. Oh, all the different patterns and designs. Upside, upside down. Mm. Going, um, yeah. If anyone wants to look up my profile on FetLife Princess Rara, I have a lot of pictures of rope bondage. Kink friendly. We are going to talk about that a lot. Uh, this is in reference to someone who provides a professional service like a doctor, counselor, anything like that, a carpenter. Yes. Because they can build items. You, they may be into the lifestyle themselves or accept it as a healthy lifestyle. It's kind of important when you're dealing with, especially I think with doctors. I had to explain to a nurse why I had bruises on my breasts and I had to come out to my wax lady. I was just going to point that out. I think like personal hygiene specialists, I would go to get waxed. And I had bruises up and down. Everywhere. Everywhere. And, you know, so I tried explaining the first time that I fell. <laughs> then the second time, I think I said I fell again. And by the third time, I'm like, she's going to probably think my guy beats me up and abuses non me. Non-consensual. So I better just fess up and tell her that I was bruised consensually because of kink. And now she always asks me, what's going on? What am I doing? What's happened at the latest events? And she wants to know everything. I came out to my hairstylist. Interesting, because how did she see your bruises? I didn't have you any bruises. <laughs> it might have been that I am just a blabbermouth. I'm going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's kink friendly, so great now we talk about it and it's great conversation but you'll also hear kink friendly a lot in regard to for instance therapists that's yeah that's important i needed to find one once yeah there is actually a group i believe on fetlife where you can look up a list of kink friendly therapists and doctors in your area it's very important oh, good. 
that's important to know. Okay. Knife play. Obviously, the use of knives in a scene. More often than not, it's for the psychological effect. They're not actually cutting you or drawing blood. You just think that's what's happening. Uh, apparently, sometimes some people use them to cut blood, to cut themselves with carving. I saw someone use a credit card for it once. Yeah, you can use, if you've got somebody's blindfolded, this is part of that fear play, the psychological yeah. play. They're blindfolded. You've told them you were going to use a very sharp knife on them. And then you use something else that's not really a knife, but they don't know that. Well, I think this is probably a good place to stop. We've covered half of our glossary. Oh. I guess we'll just have to do another episode. I guess we will. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe you'll be featured in a future episode. Just visit us at pinkkinkpodcast.com to learn how to send a voice message as well as find other links to important information. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at Pink Kink Podcast. Rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Those five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.